is 90% of 60, by the way. <laughs> oh, he's back! Your skateboarder's pulling out the geezer that can have 100 kilos <laughs> Masturbation will burn 6,000 calories. Depending on who you are. Yeah, if you're a serial masturbator, put the whoop on the other hand. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Once again, I have the two handsome, amazing gentlemen, Liam Sherlock Holmes, as we should say, and Adam, Mr. Protein himself, <laughs> French oi, oi. from Wade. How's it going, boys? Very well, mate. How are you? Well, you can see the coffee's just kicking in, so cognitively, I'm not on point. Uh, yeah, this, no. is, this is the voice of Tom Lowe. I'm here. How are have you? Got we? New, have you got, yeah, good. Have you got a little, little new coffee set up, I see? Mate, look at this right here. I got this going. Whoopsie. I got my little coffee uh, spot. yeah. I've got the Nespresso. I've already had two this morning, though, so I'm going to hold off. Um, but if I sound a bit slow today, that's why. Uh, boys, For those of you that aren't watching online, Tom is completely naked, so do make sure you <laughs> watch these online. Um, it's, it's, it's lovely to see this early in the morning, but um, yeah, just for those of you who are listening on, on online, I might, or may have just crashed your car actually. And you're, I don't believe in clothes in, the, in in at home. No clothes at home. It's a rule for me. Um, boys, <laughs> it's raining. Shit. What have you been? Uh, what what you been up to? What's the what's the crack, Liam? What have you been doing? Uh, what have you been doing, mate? Um, well, I've been getting a bit of a uh, bit of sun because I knew this Ooh. rain was going to be uh, was going to be coming. Uh, mate, I had a really nice quiet weekend actually. Just a nice bit of food, chilling out. Started uh, watching Ozark, which is good. Ooh, Pretty addictive. Yeah, Ozark. Now. Yeah, yeah. We're well into that now, so hammer into it, mate. But other than that, just chilling out, getting my sleep in, and uh, yeah. and cracking on. Beautiful, Adam. Anything, anything exciting? Have you won the lottery? What's happening? Again, prisons <laughs> as usual, mate. Not really. Just the rain's coming down. Carol fucking busting is struck again, <laughs> ruining our weeks. But surprisingly, even though I can't go outside. I still get depressed when it's raining. Or, or yeah. I prefer it to be sunny, right? So, um, Seeing yeah. it's been sunny for four weeks as well. And now yeah. we've, been, we've been loving gone. it. One day gone. of rain. One day gone. of rain. And everyone's like, I fucking hate London. Oh, I can't, <laughs> can't do it anymore. This place sucks. Yeah, we've yeah. had four yeah. weeks of sun. Like, come on. Yeah. Mate, what's, what's going on with you? Anything different? No, honestly, it is Groundhog Day. Um, sleep is through the roof. You know, routine is through the roof. Food is on point. Liam, you'll be glad to know. I know, um, mate. I've been, I've been tracking you. Don't worry. I see you. I see your whoop score. It I do have in the green Fridays. I am. I'm, I've been in the green zone for six days. This is exciting. Yeah, this is, and I can't wait to talk about it. No, uh, yeah. nothing, nothing to report. I think everyone's getting uh, itchy feet. Um, but apart from that, no, no, all good. Uh, good series wise, I started Money Heist. I've just started Money Heist, so that's uh, that's what I'm watching. It's quite nice. good. Nice. They, they rob the Spanish uh, royal mint. Oof. Like, you know, so it's quite interesting. Um, oh, yeah. Before I bore you too much, let's let's talk about today's topic: um, fitness trackers. Now, I'm excited about this. I, I'm pretty sure, you know, seventy to eighty percent of people have a fitness tracker of some sort, whether it's just off their phone uh, or they've actually bought a specific one—a Fitbit, a Whoop, an Apple Watch. They're everywhere. The technology's everywhere. Um, and today we're going to talk about it. Uh, and we're going to talk about what's good. We're going to talk about what's bad. And hopefully you'll have a better idea and understanding of if you were going to buy a fitness tracker, 
today or in the next couple of weeks, you'll 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 have a better understanding of what type or which kind to buy off what we uh, off what we talk about. Um, yeah. So let's just fire off the bat. Um, I'll throw this one at Liam. In your humble and personal opinion, give me your thoughts on fitness trackers and in uh, specifically calories burnt. So they're mm. calorie tracking. All right. Yeah. Because this is a big one. It is a big one. Yeah. And, and uh, it's, it's probably uh, one of the reasons why people buy fitness trackers, I think, you know, figuring out how much they, you know, calories are burning. So in my experience, I think that it is relatively inaccurate to use it as a as a gauge for you um, for for your caloric kind of intake so basing your nutrition plan around the amount of calories that you burn from these from that data I just don't think it's a sensible thing and we'll, we'll delve into a bit more detail with that but um, the reason was there is an error rate with them and the depending on the type of exercise that you're doing that's where my issue with it is so you know doing strength training doing crossfit doing certain movements that you know maybe are maybe lower limb do dominant or upper limb dominant and how this affects um the the calories burned that's my issue with it i just think that it's it's very very challenging to, to get the uh, the right data out of it so um for me i don't think from a caloric point of view it should be used to um to to, to kind of build your nutrition plan around mate yeah. Um, just to, just to touch on that, like how they do it quickly is that, that they'll calculate it from, you know, when you put your data in, you know, like yeah. your age, your height, your weight. So what they'll do is they'll, you know, normal kind of the way that you calculate calories and how much you should be eating is based off of this data and they'll calculate your basal metabolic rate and then they'll times this by your activity levels. Um, so the way that they track activity levels, you guys can go into a bit more detail, but this is how they create the calorie burned. Now, that's cool, but the the you know the basal metabolic rate what is a pretty um, standard calculation. So they would have got that correct. But then it's the you know what activity that you're multiplying that by to create the calories burned. That's where my my issue is with it, and I just don't think that with the type of exercise that we see a lot of people doing, like CrossFit or bodybuilding or strength training, I just think it's very challenging to be able to to gauge the the correct information off of that. Yeah. Adam, is there anything you want to add on that? Well, as a general rule, like I've always, I'm massively into data, so I, I can't go for a run unless I time it. I don't, I've ever done that. It's still a lot of athletics when I was sort of 15, 16. And even then I had the old, probably like, the, and, and technically a fitness tracker was a stopwatch, right? You go around, you go around a track, you're looking at how quickly you can do stuff. And I think yeah. being obtainable and how, how, how you're training, there's a feedback loop there. In terms of trying to improve performance, you know, the quicker you can run a 400 meters each time, the better you're getting, and vice versa. I think I think Fitbit came out in 2006, 2009, and they've progressed from being a simple pedometer to now having heart rate on them to ECGs, you know. And then Apple Watch have come along and they've introduced notifications. You know, I've just transferred from Apple Watch to Garmin. I had an Apple Watch for three years. One of the, I think the second one that came out, and it's basically a mini phone now, yeah. right? So the concept has changed massively. I love them. I think they're great. I think I think it's they're, they're suitable for certain people, but I don't think they necessarily help you lose weight. I don't think people have one on will make them lose weight, but I think they're great for tracking stuff. And you know, you go out for a run, you can literally just take a watch, store music on it, 
they use GPS, so they're pretty accurate. Um, and you can just even wear wireless headphones and you just go out for a run or a cycle and it just tracks it all for you, which I think is great because I think there is an element of if you track your exercise and you try and compete with yourself or with other people, which we'll talk about in a minute, I think that makes them genuinely quite effective. So I am yeah. all for fitness trackers. All right, cool. And and I'll just uh, bump onto that as well with uh, you, Liam, with the calories. You know, we've done a lot of research before, obviously, talking about it today. Up to 25% uh, inaccuracy mm. of calories, uh, of the calorie tracking. And like I said, I was reading a study and it's just saying, obviously, it's done off your BMR and then obviously exercise that you could be conducting, whether it's weightlifting. But it's saying if you're in a car and you go over a speed bump and your wrist shakes, this now thinks you're doing some form of rigorous exercise. I use that yeah. as an example because we can all think of another example. Masturbation will burn a thousand calories, depending on who you are. No, but yeah, if you're a serial masturbator, put the whoop on the other hand. No, but you know what? Uh, that's not one of the activities on there. They do most things. I put it as other. As you both know, I've, I've been back on the skateboard recently and using my Garmin, and um, I can't track it as skateboarding, but you can track it as snowboarding. And this is the third podcast everything on you refer to skateboarding, Tony. Moore. I know. All right, Jesus. Right, guys, ladies and gentlemen, Adam is back <laughs> on the skateboard and he can do a kickflip. <laughs> Earlier on, he was talking about driving 350 yards, which he's agreed to on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So, to be honest, thinking back now, it's probably 400. No, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely play that bet. <laughs> Thomas bet Liam that he can drive it three. Was it three hundred yards on the driving carry, range? Three hundred no, carry, carry three hundred carry carry yards. Yeah, he reckons he can drive three hundred and fifty. I was like, no chance. Off a twenty-five handicap. Anyway, this is not my first hustle, and we didn't go into the specifics <laughs> of a downhill range on a windy day, plus twenty miles per hour wind. So uh, I'm cashing in, player. Um, let me just <laughs> let, let's get back on track. Um, let's start with the positives. All right, we'll 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 weigh up the positives and the negatives. Yeah, yeah. I want you to talk about your kind of personal experiences with them and uh, stories that you know of. Obviously, definitely, I'll bring up some stories from my clients and client bases mm. and stuff like that. And we'll we'll go into it like that. So I'll, I'll go off the bat. Positives. Um, I personally use Whoop, um, and the reason I got a fitness tracker um, of this type was to try and critique and better my sleeping habits. And my training routine. Uh, Liam's known me a long time, and I would drive myself into the ground, and I would just follow a program, a training program for Batem, and it wouldn't. I wouldn't care if I was on death's door. I would still go in and do it. Um, yeah. And I realized over time, all that was doing was I was just going down, tired, 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 and I'd get ill. I'd get ill for a week. I'd recover, and then it was just a vicious cycle. And obviously, yeah. that we overtraining. Basically. Overtraining. Well, yeah. not listening. I would say not listening to my body. My body was telling me mm-hmm. one day, Tom please rest today. And I say, well, no, because I've got to do clean and jerks at 90%. I ain't resting. So, and that was then in the fl- uh, effect of my sleep. What is 90% of 60, by the way? <laughs> oh, he's back. Oh, starting the trash talk. I got the, a- skateboard, the skateboard is cooling out the gauge and they can pack 100 kilos everything. <laughs> uh, Jesus we- Christ. Anyway, sorry, back into no, no. apologies. Um, and so that's why I got a fitness tracker and I've had one since July. Um, since then, it's allowed me to kind of get a really good routine with my training. I don't care if it was meant to be a PB day. If I if my now recovery on my uh, Whoop app tells me that I'm in my low 40s or 50s, I will not do that session. I say, okay, your body's saying calm down, please, today. 
go for a light jog and do some yoga. I do that. The next day, I'm back in the green. I then conduct that session, and I conduct it really well. So that's one of the massive positives I've noticed is being able to train smart. Yeah. And then that has gone straight over to my sleep is I am now literally 10 o'clock, if I'm lucky, nodding dog, and I'm in bed because it tells you. It tells you, Tom, you need to get – seven hours or eight hours or however many hours yeah. of sleep tonight. And so you, and it tells you it's about three hours before you go to bed. So you think, Oh my God, right. I need to wrap things up soon. And yeah, sometimes it doesn't work, but then, you know, it's still, it's, it just doesn't happen overnight. But then all of a sudden I've gone from since July, I was six hours, 15 average sleep. And now I'm into the high seven, sometimes eight. And the mm. only variable I've changed in my life is a fitness tracker. This, my mm. life has been pretty consistent since I moved to London. Yeah. And so that's that's my positive. I want to I want to share with you guys. Yeah, T. Just to just to jump on the back of that, like, um, so you're using Whoop, Adam. You got a Garmin, haven't you? Yes. So in mind. Um, so back in the when I was working at Fulham, um, we uh, we had a one of the earliest things um, that we introduced was the Amiga Wave. Um, and maybe people that have kind of heard about this thing, Amiga Wave, it was one of the original kind of like trackers, like for heart rate variability, but it tracked so many different things. Um, but we used to have to, the lads used to have to come in every single morning before they did anything, lay on the bed. We strapped them up with all of these like things, mate. And we used to take their, they used to have to sit down in a quiet room and then just like, just basically like three minutes just there and we get all of this data and it would basically give you what whoop does now wow basically yeah. whoop have taken what it and put it into a wristband so imagine getting the lads every single day to try and do this they would Jeez. oh my god that, it was my job as well i was like, oh, lads, like i have to do it but we then tried to basically do what you've done there tom is yeah. base your training off of your recovery school what are you saying and what's your body saying but the problem was, is back then you could be like, um, oh no, you know, to, to to Roy Hodgson or whoever, be like, oh yeah, Roy, um, Breder isn't going to play today because uh, his 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 Amiga scores in the yellow. He'd be like, yeah, good one. He's out training. <laughs> like we got a game. We got you got a game on Thursday. He's definitely training. Like I don't care about this. So. Are you not going to do a Roy Hodgson impression or are you going to just... No, 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 no. We'll, we'll save that for future episodes. But Liverpool Liverpool uh, tried to implement it, I know, like further down the line. And I don't know about clubs recently, you know, these days. But We work with a couple of Premier League clubs at Wade. And um, yeah. one of the clubs, he's got a great training facility in the Premier League. They actually now got to the point where they're actually taking blood samples each morning from the Oh, players. mate, we did that as well. Yeah, we did yeah, that. Yeah, and then it, basically they can... I don't know quite how it works. You'll know a lot more than me is... Mm-hmm. They'll basically say, similar procedure, you know, your muscle tear is at 60%, you're not training today. Yeah. It's all leading to you know, sports science and allowing people to train or not train. I think if you, do, if you don't train when you're not supposed to, then you're going to be playing a lot longer, you're going to be training a lot harder in the, in the future. And yeah. We talked yeah. about in a previous pod, recovery is, is just as important as, as taking a caffeine drink or training twice a day when you shouldn't be. That's it. It's so important. But it come, it kind of comes back, like you say, blood testing, you know, this stuff. It it comes back to what fitness trackers, I think, are really beneficial for. You you said about it, Ad, like tracking your actual fitness, like your actual sessions. I think that's mm. a, I think that's essential because yeah. it gives you data to kind of feedback on where you can push or where you need to you know, you're improving. Using it to 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 eat back your calories that you've burned, I just think it's a dangerous thing for people to be doing, um, because it's so inaccurate. 
And yeah. the re you know, going back into the football stuff, like taking the bloods and you know, we used to do it as well, markers of like CK, which is creating kind of muscle damage and all of this stuff is now built into these fitness trackers. Mm. It's just to show you that, okay, look, I in an ideal world you probably shouldn't train. Now, who's to say that sometimes you might be like, right, your whoop score is fifty percent, you shouldn't really train today. But do you know what? I'm going on holiday in four days' time where I'm not gonna do that much. And yeah. I can just push through. So just to go back to, to what Tom said and, and you said there, Ads, about overtraining, it's it's fine to overreach at certain times, okay? So it's, it's okay to push yourself for, for everybody out there. Like, But what you have to ha- understand is that you need this time where you take the foot off the gas and you, yeah. and you allow your body to recover. Now, if you're tracking using a fitness tracker, I think this is a really great thing to be able to kind of get that feedback. So yeah, looking at yeah. recovery scores, looking at how hard you push, like, you know, Ad, if you're going out for a run and you haven't, you know, you haven't improved in like, I don't know, 10 sessions or five sessions or whatever, then it shows me that maybe you need a little bit of time off to allow your body to recover, to be able to push mm. harder. So I think that's where I would use, I think people can really take home, you know, what what we do from, from an elite point of view, but also what you can do day to day and actually use it from a practical point of view, you know, rather than using, using it as an excuse to smash a cup of Ben and Jerry's. Cause, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a great, it's just a great reminder, isn't it? It's yeah. like we're saying, like with Tom as well, he's going to be on his feet 12 hours a day and he doesn't always know roughly what his body's feeling. So yes, that whoop score might say 80%, might not be 100% accurate, but it's a reminder of saying, okay, it probably yeah. is, there are levels of that to say there's, there's a guideline. I need to stop doing something, or you know, I can't train at that level. Or like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you use them with your clients, Tom? Yeah. So, like I said, they, they always ask me these: what, what, what fitness tracker should I get? And yeah. you know, you gotta realize that majority of my client base, um, they are they go to work, they have nine to five jobs in different kind of uh, professions, right? When I'm not, I'm not training any professional athletes currently or anything like that, and so. They're, they're purely asking me on the factors because they want to get their 10,000 steps a day or they want to um, make sure that they go to bed on time. So I, I just I tell them the kind of um, the, the science behind it. And I, I kind of just say, look, if you're going to get it for calorie tracking, I probably wouldn't do that, to be honest. Mm. And what I've noticed with the clients that have got them, it's made my job so much easier, honestly. They are texting me in the evening, show me updates of their runs, all this. It's just getting them in the mindset and it's getting them thinking about their body and their health. Yeah. It's I, literally, they'll text me, right, blah, blah, blah. My average sleep has gone up and it's because of this. And, and then they'll text me saying, oh, Tom, today I feel absolutely fantastic. You've only put this in for the training program, but can I do a bit more? Yes. Look, look what my app says. And I'm yeah. like, of course, yeah. let's do it. And so mm. I can critique yeah. what I've sent for them instead of a, a slow day and so it's made my job a lot easier as well because along with that and, and my knowledge, you know, the, the clients who do have the trackers, we have noticed a nice steady increase in their fitness and their health and their sleep. So, yeah, no, all I can say is good thing. With, with Liam, you obviously you would have seen, you can track what they eat, right, by either them putting it into MyFitnessPal and sending it to you or then simply writing it down. But also with the, with the writing down of food or putting it into MyFitnessPal, there's obviously a lot of time they guess that they don't weigh the food. So there's a tolerance there. Whereas yeah. a fitness tracker, they're just physically recording it without having to do yeah. anything. So in the past, they might have said to Tom, I went for a 25-minute run. It must have been about 5K. 
I burnt this many calories. Now they're saying you went on a 23-minute run and it was 4K. And actually, you're not as fit as you thought you were going to be or you're not. Based on that, you're only burning 100 calories less. I think it does make PT's job, especially at the moment, a lot easier if you can record data. And and I imagine all of the football clubs are probably giving their players, um, all the sports clubs are all giving their players trackers to have at home so they know what they're doing. They've all got it on, right? They've got the little bras they wear, don't they, underneath the, the, yeah. uh, the, the training tops and, and during games now. So you can't get away with, with fuck all as a, as a player anymore, whether that's football, whether that's rugby, whether that's any sport. Um, but it just means that, I suppose, the negative for the athletes is they can't get away with anything. But it means that you can track them without actually physically having to be there. Yeah. Because you can't fudge the data, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think you made a really good point there about... Um the type of exercise as well with their ads about, you know, you can't cheat it. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. especially for running and, and, and cycling and, and, and even swimming now. I think mm. that fitness trackers, in my opinion, I think they're really useful. Like, and the way that you explain that, Tom, about how you use it with clients is amazing. And I think for running and, and, and more kind of like linear or, or monostructural stuff, I think it's great. I just think it becomes a little bit of a gray area when it's like a 10 minute AMRAP of dumbbell snatches and box jumps just because of the way that it's tracked with the wrist movement with, or what if it's deadlift yeah. when the dead, when the wrist doesn't move that much, Yeah, you're yeah. lifting 160 kilos, you know, like that's where I, it's almost impossible. Isn't it? it's impo- yeah. That's where, that's where I have an issue with it. But even um, if you were, even if you said to someone, what burns more calories, 10 minutes of deadlifts or 10 minutes of squats, it's just, the two would be different right and it's just well yeah during kind of cardio or aerobic exercise um you would potentially be burning more calories during the session okay yeah so it's a more as a higher caloric output during but as soon as you stop there's very little kind of like an what we would call like an afterburn so you know exercise post oxygen oxygen consumption epoch that people might have heard of is higher when you're doing something like weightlifting or, you know, like a, like a barbell cycling or more CrossFit side of things. So the afterburn, like the increase in calories burnt kind of after the session can be raised after, let's like say, a lifting session or, or strength-based bodybuilding session. So that's, again, that's where it goes back to, I just think they're accurate because it's how is it tracking this because it's based on heart rate. It's based on, the, you know, these types of things, which as soon as your heart rate drops, yeah. Your calor- you know, the, the, the tracker is not calori- is not counting the, as many calories. Well, we've, we've seen, I think Tom was showing studies that it's 20, what, 25% roughly up to 25%. Yeah, yeah 25% exactly. they've done so. And that's across all the board. So let's, um, let's, let's keep it on the, on the, what else is there positive about them? And, and something I want to bring up is the community aspect that these fitness trackers are creating. Yeah, 100%. You know, this is say an example of somebody who had always trained on their own right does not go to a public gym um or even if they do they don't involve themselves with anybody they download let's just say what have i used before a strava right yeah or a my zone and yeah. and what like my, what i found amazing with this is that you, you can you can search and you can like people and they can like you and you don't even know these people and obviously you can send friend requests to people you know and i remember this i was cycling before and there's this guy called azul and he was just a cycling machine and he was pushing me. This guy never knew that he was pushing me. But mm. because mm. I saw he cycled really hard and really well, I was like, right, okay, yeah. I fancy it today. I'd like his thing. And it creates that community, right? Yeah, I love that. And, and, love and that. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Then I know with, with, with group, you can send friend requests. You can start. We could start a little um, group ourselves. And, and you Fine, can let's do it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, the days you feel lazy, 
you look, oh, Jesus, man, Liam, yeah. Liam's cooking it. Right, come on, Tom. And that is a, a massive positive for me. That is really you know, a good thing that's come from fitness trackers. Definitely. And is there a, uh, is there a Strava for skateboard? Skateboard. <laughs> If not, mate, yeah, on tap market there. Get on it. Oh, there's got to be something funny it. I can say here. What can I say here? Something I can. I'll work on a Strava-related pun for skateboarding. If anybody week. in the fitness tracker industry <laughs> who in, uh, does the software, can you update your app so you can put skateboarding on there, please? please. Yeah. Adam is going insane. Okay. Do you know what? Three, three or four miles on a skateboard is got to be at least two, three hundred calories. I'm just putting it out there. Um, especially when you're as bad as I am and you spend most of the time on your ass. You're going to create an imbalance. You're just pushing off that same leg. Your, Mate, I, I ride goofy. I ride like, regular. <laughs> your hips are going to be like but, cement. <laughs> but I do, like the accountability side of it, I think, um, for me, is one of the reasons why they're so much better than they used to be. That a lot of the studies were from about six or seven years ago were showing that Fitbits, and the only reason I'm saying Fitbit now is because they were the original ones. The fitness trackers back then, um, were shown to be ineffective. They they used people that had the fitness trackers and people that didn't, and it showed that there was not much difference. The reason for that was is because they were basically just glorified pedometers. Yeah, and it's come a long way in the last two or three years because all of the all of the apps now kind of are able to share workouts and sync challenges, and that's why again CrossFit's so good. When quarantine first started with Wade, we decided to do a competition online, which you know I, I worked with Liam on, and actually people were loving it because. Although their workouts were the same workouts that people were posting online, which there's only so much you can do in your house, squats and press-ups and push-ups or whatever, um, people love the fact that they were able to put their, their score into a leaderboard. People love the fact that they were able to you know, compete with their friends that they would normally compete with in the gym. And just like you were saying, Tom, as well, and I think that's, that's a great element of um, trying to get better. And if you want to try and get better, it, making it accountable is great for that. For me, I won't, yeah. I won't always go for a run unless I know I've got a 10K time trial to do or a race in London in six weeks. Yeah. And then I become accountable for it. And I think, you know, you're always going to do better when you're calling out your mate and he's saying, and we're doing it with our, with our amateur football team at the moment. We're saying, you know, who can do the quickest 5K? Yeah. I've been working behind the scenes trying to beat Tom's time of, of 19, summit 45. He's a good runner, mate. He's quick. <laughs> By the way, that was only my 60%. That was on a low roof day as well. <laughs> on a low roof day. Wait till he's in the green. I want you burned out, mate, when you run. So, uh, but, I mean, there's, there's also, just to give you a little, because I'm obsessed, obviously, the time. So, I had an Apple Watch, and I also have the Night Plus tracking app on your phone, which was the original. Night Plus was the original one. Do you remember you used to have a little chip in your shoe? Yeah. You track. This was, shows my age now. So, I compared yeah. the two, and... I did a, a 5K run, but I ran to one point, turned around at 2.5K and came back. And I ran about 300 metres further on the way back with the Apple Watch or, or the Nike Plus. I did the same run with Garmin, and it was almost a metre within it what it should have been. So the Garmin was obviously using the GPS, whereas I'm not sure what the Nike Plus was using. So if Tom's posting these times using an Apple Watch, that's just bullshit, mate. He's, uh, he's probably running 24 minutes. Mate, no, what I do, I just, I, do, I just run, I pause it, I chill out, they sprint again, pause it, I chill <laughs> yeah, out. You can, yeah. <laughs> they should, they should definitely track pausing because you can do that. Trust me, I didn't cheat. If you saw me after, my lungs were coming out my ass. So, trust me, I was gone. <laughs> right. So, there's a lot of positives there. We can all agree on that. So, let's just, I don't want to call them negatives. Let's just say, let's just talk about the things that aren't going right with these, with these fitness trackers. We've already hit the nail on the head with calories. We've said, look, the calories mm. are inaccurate. 
Um, if you're buying the fitness tracker just for calorie tracking, it's probably the wrong decision um, currently with this technology. Um, another thing I think I, I'll bring up, I, some do it really well and some don't, is the battery life. Um, mm. Now, if you yeah. do not want to be charging something all the time, then again, you need to really do your research on battery life because if you're trying to track everything and do this, the last thing you want to be doing is having to stop midday to charge something. Um, but to, to, so, to jump in there, Tom, the geek in oh, me oh, obviously oh. looked at battery life. Um, yeah. Because I was sick and tired of charging my watch, my phone, my fucking everything, headphones. Um, the app, the new Apple Watch 5, 400 quid it costs, lasts 18 hours. It's not even a day, but 400 pounds. Um, whereas the Garmin, <laughs> the Fitbits, they will last between four to seven days, depending yeah. on, because some of them you can like, you can do like ECG tracking, which uses more energy battery. But a seven but, day for me is... is I suppose is the argument right? though, that you, you know, the, and well, it's a good point, but also an unfair argument. Apple Watch is a phone on your wrist, right? This is not, the Whoop is not a phone or the, so the, the, the battery life kind of replicates the, what the thing can do. And yeah. I, I don't, yeah. Yeah. The, you can do everything on a, on an Apple Watch, right? A- everything. Mm. So I think, I oh, don't get me wrong, I want it to last longer, but take that with a pinch of salt though, because this band on my left hand, my Whoop, it's got no camera, it's got no anything, right? It's just yeah. Yeah. a light shining yeah. into my wrist. So, I, mm. but, to my knowledge now, and, and, and you boys shut me down, you know, the, the kind of average kind of battery life for a fitness tracker is around, like you said, three to five days. Has anyone got anything against that or, or do you know any more than me? Seems, no. Yeah, that, that seems acceptable, right? I mean, it's, so it's not bad. Charge. And they don't take long to charge, to be honest with you. Like the Apple Watch probably takes an hour to charge. So the same with the others. It's not that bad. And any other, any other negatives, boys? I'm trying to wrap yeah, I've my got, brain here. I've got one, actually. Um, Go. I think... And I'm the main culprit for this. Is is getting a little bit obsessed with the numbers? Ah, yeah, good point. That could be too far. I to think you can rely too much on the numbers and say, like what Liam was saying at the start. Like if you if you've been told to be in a calorie deficit of 250 calories, you can literally get down to the wire. And if you rely too much on the numbers, then I think you could potentially be counting correctly. But also, I think by being obsessed with the numbers when you're running, which is what I definitely do. You know, I've been out for a run most days or on a bike over the last three or four weeks. And I live in Bath, there's lovely rolling hills along the canal. Yeah, I'm looking at my watch. And, you know, and I'm thinking, you're not appreciating the actual, the mental health benefits yeah. of going for a run. And I think you, mm-hmm. you think too much about, you can do, obsessive about the time, about the heart rate, about what it's saying, about competing with your friends. So the mental health element in terms of appreciating what you do and maybe just going for a run or whatever. But also, I think the notifications as well, uh, I think it should just be turned off. Yeah. And I think for the Apple Watch that I had for three years, I was getting calls on it. I was getting notifications. And you can turn them off. But if you're trying to work and do some deep work or get into that space, having the Instagram notifications pop up on your on your watch and your phone, and the Garmin's really bad for it because it, it vibrates at separate times, whereas the Apple Watch just vibrates on your watch rather than your phone. Whereas Garmin now, I've got phones vibrating, watches vibrating. I think it's just turn them off. I think the only notifications that are good are the ones that say, and the Garmin are good at doing this, personal experience are saying based on your average of a normal day you're actually about 20 percent down on what you normally move why don't you go for a little walk or something like that i think that's where they're good but so i can i can add on that um with the, the point you brought about mental health and getting obsessed and i i implement this with my clients i actually implement it with myself so first you said about the apple watch always beeping and messages i take this off when i get home so I, there's no need for it, for it to be on my wrist when i'm home so it's off 
So that's one fact I do. And then when you said about running and people getting obsessed with the fitness trackers and stuff of running, I've often told my clients once per week, I do not want you to take your Garmin or whatever you're wearing. You take off and you go. And I do it sometimes as well. Yeah. It's just, it's, I think, to, like you said, it's a very, very good point that you can get obsessed with data and all that. And yeah. you could have run past something absolutely beautiful and you wouldn't know because you're looking at the numbers. So two tips yeah. I, would, I, would, I would like to say to people listening are once per week, take your fitness tracker off and go and conduct some exercise. And guess what? You'll still feel great. And it's not the end of the world that it wasn't tracked. And yeah. it'll mm. kind of get yeah, you out 100%. of that unhealthy loop. And then if you do have uh, a watch of some sort that can receive messages, et cetera, et cetera, just take it off in the evening. There is no need. Yeah. I'm telling you, you will not miss anything because guess what? It's going to come through on your bloody phone. Um, <laughs> and it's just, it's just another no- notification less. And it just allows your kind of, you know, mental stress to kind of plummet down before you go to bed. I suppose that could be the same for your phone as well. I think as a, as a oh, society, we need to be turning off our phones, spending quality time with the fam, you know, whatever. Um, just turn them off post 8 yeah. p.m. Yeah. Put a bit of Joey on. Tell you what, boys, it's, uh, it's been quite uh, quite a positive chat about the old fitness trackers, would we say? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah they got the thumbs up from me. I think if you use them right, they got the thumbs up. Yeah, I agree. I I I do agree. With you, just quickly, I just want to finish with you and kind of your client base. How often have they kind of been trying to refer back to? Oh, but this is saying that. Have you had arguments about this? Not yeah, not so much argument. It's it's just education. Um, to yeah. be like, you know, how it like how they create the calories. Um, you know, the number on your thing. You know, why we don't need to be kind of eating back our calories um yeah you know all the time and, and 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 i think once we understand that then clients can kind of get on board to be like look let's use it for the massive positives of getting some objective data from a fitness yeah. point of view um and then what we need to do is get um you know objective data from a body composition through from an energy point of view you know but then just like you know we can overlook sometimes just the subjective feedback how are you feeling today yeah i feel really good you know how you know like the, that subjective how are your clothes fitting? Yeah, they feel a bit looser. Okay, well, don't worry about you know the, you know the, the calories that you know on on that tracker. And I think if you use it in a quick way, like Adam said, like and you guys there are listed too. I think you you gave some really good points, and I hope that people you know use it as a guideline for, for from a nutrition point of view, but not as gospel. And that would yeah. be that would be my kind of you know the bottom line that I would say to to use them. So in a nutshell, you know fitness trackers are fantastic to track your workouts if you are trying to look at sleep or you're listening to your body and look at the recovery of how your body is getting on it's it's a great thing if you're looking to try and stay within your macros because your nutritionist has told you to stay bang on 2000 calories we're saying that's a strong no correct yeah yeah yeah. for me yeah and then community aspect fantastic you know it, it is they are bringing people who don't know each other together and it brings a competitive aspect but also if you can try and put it put it down for for one session a week or go for a run without it would we would we all great. Say, yeah yeah that's great, um, great advice yeah great so advice. that's i think i think we've pretty much hammered fitness trackers as much as we could there as yeah. always guys please send in your emails and questions um with regards to your experiences with fitness trackers we want to hear it all Somebody send in, tell us your highest calorie burn. I want to know in one day your highest calorie burn, okay? Just to, just to see 
after what we've said about carries, what we've got, and tell me what the activity was. Tell us what the activity was. I know that you, 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 you uh, your activity was insane sometimes. Holy schnitzel! We did the we did the thirteen hour challenge, and I believe I'll, I'll, I'll drag it up. Um, I think it was around eight 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 thousand calories, nine thousand calories, something like that. Um, and then we did a crazy uh, like bike ride and run. But it, it's just madness. It's it's very fun to see. You see the circles going around. It just doesn't stop. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, so fitness trackers, ticking the box. Boys, anything you want to add? I should have said at the start, I think we, we need to put a shining light on the, the people that are out. Obviously, we're in inside. We're healthy, we're, safe, we're healthy, we're safe, you know. But there's obviously people out there, NHS staff, not just those, but, you know, anyone that's delivering, anyone that's actually still working out there, massive credit to them. And if you are going to clap for the carers on Thursday night, make sure you do it for everyone else as well, because yeah. these people literally are saving your lives by delivering food to your store, by putting themselves at risk in the supermarket, which has got to be one of the most you know, unsanitary places at the moment. So big up to them. And um, hopefully they're listening. We can put a smile on their face at some point. Yeah. Second that. Here, here. Liam, you got anything? You got anything? No, mate. Good. I thought that was good stuff. Looking forward to the next one. And uh, yeah, catch up soon. Yeah. And uh, in two weeks' time, we got David Janola on the show. On the show. No, we don't. David. David, yeah. Right. Love it. Have a right. beautiful day. And uh, we'll see you or we'll, we'll speak to you next week. Cheers. All right. Cheers, guys. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Peace, lads.